you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God has uh, definitely honored us in the last... He's honored us forever. I mean, this we've been blessed. It's been a blessed church, but there are, there are times when you see and, and see what God's got going and how He's helping people and doing things, and, and it's... Uh, it's overwhelming sometimes to see just how good He is. Amen? That's good. If you want to be overwhelmed by someone, God's the one to be overwhelmed by. You know, if you wake up morning and say, I'm just overwhelmed, but it's God's. I just feel good. You, it's going to be the best overwhelming feeling you've ever had. Because He's an all-consuming fire. He is such a good God. He's doing good things. You know, as I had, when I began in the ministry doing Bible studies and working with kids and things like that, and God sent me into the denominations. And and it was so um, interesting because, you know, so many times people within religious circles, if you will, they believe what they believe. They believe, you know, God does what God wants to do, when God wants to do it, how God wants to do it, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And it had nothing to do with you to start. But when you when you sit down and just get a chance to talk without judgment, you know, that's the one thing. You can't walk in and begin by judging people because of what they don't believe or believe. You know, because that that may have been all they've ever heard. Amen? It may have been all they ever heard. That doesn't make them less saved. It just make, makes them less able. Amen? <laughs> It takes away some of the abilities God would like them to have, some of the freedoms that He's purchased for us. Yeah. And and but when when I began teaching, I saw this and I saw it over and over again. People want to know how good God is. They when you begin to speak about the goodness of God, they'll argue for a minute, but then they'll receive it because they want to know He's good. They don't. They don't. They've never heard that before. We started teaching youth. You talk about somebody who wants to hear the goodness of God. Youth. They want to know. They get hungry for it. They want to know that God is good. I remember when we first started teaching them that we didn't make every parent happy, but man, the kids were on fire. Amen? Because God's a good God. And He's, and he's given us this word of His goodness. And, 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 he, and, he's, and He's let us... Proclaim it. And we should never get tired of that proclamation. We should never make it religious. We should never make it uh, fake. God is good. He, he is full of goodness. He desires good for you, for me. If a situation didn't turn out the way we thought it should have, it doesn't make Him less good. He probably was doing some gooder things than you would even know. Right? Because when we get carried away with our experience or our lack of experience and we begin to judge the Bible and judge the Word of God that way, then we begin to take away what He bought and paid for us to have. We begin, we get, we begin to, to not have it. it, doesn't, it I shouldn't say take it away. It's still there. We just never get it. Amen? Amen. He, he, he bought and paid. He freely gave us things that He desires for us to have every day of the week. Amen? And, and, and for us 
to walk in that freedom. To walk, and people say, you, you can just be free. You're free to have peace every day. Every day. It doesn't matter what's going on. You are free to have peace. Jesus even said, he said, my peace I leave you. I'm giving it, I'm giving you my peace. I mean, if Jesus is giving it, we have the freedom to have it every day. We have the freedom to be healed every day. Every day. By, by the stripes on Jesus' back, it says, you are healed. That, that is a gift of God. That, that is, and, and, and those are things that, that we have to attain to. We, we don't want to leave that sitting there. Right? You don't, you don't want to say, well, if it's His will, we'll get it. If it's not, we won't. No, it's already His will. It's in here. And, and, and it's the truth that we know that makes us free. It's, it's the, the, the truths that we never hear about. And so that's what I'm talking about with the people in the churches that God sent me to. They'd never heard some of the things I was saying. The fact is, they thought I was completely nuts. But I was happy nut. Right? And God was doing good things in my life. And, and they, they could see it. And they could see the, the passion I had for it. It wasn't just talking loud. It was an anointing to say, God's good. You, you're, you're, you, you just look at this verse like this instead of like this. And you'll get it. And they turn their head and all of a sudden, oh, wow, we'd never heard that. And it changed them. They became free in that area. And they began to receive things from God that they'd never thought they could receive, didn't even know they were available. There are things that we don't even know. I mean, we're still learning. I mean, you guys, we sit here and listen to Brother Moore on Sunday Sunday and it's like, wow! Wow! You know, I'm still trying to get over his um, faith school on Publius. I don't know how you say Publius' name. That's what I'm calling him. Man, for, for that whole place to get healed because they honored Paul. They, they were hospitable. And you guys need to listen to it. Because I, I don't want to start, I'll start talking about it, I'll start preaching it. It is good. Amen? But these are things, I've never heard that. That's awesome. That's a whole nother level. Every time we hear something, that's a whole nother level of freedom. Amen? That makes us free. Open our Bibles to, to John. John 8. John 8, verse 31. We're free to do so many things that sometimes we choose not to do. Do you know that we're free to love every day of the week? Right? Yeah. <laughs> when, when He says that nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus... He's not just saying nothing can separate you from how much He loves you. He's saying nothing can separate you from loving others that way. If you'll choose to walk in that love, you, you, can, you can receive and give on the same level you receive. Amen? Everybody likes to know God loves them. How do they like to know God loves through them? That's good. When God loves somebody through you, it changes their life. Right there, there, there's it, it's now an eternal action that will never ever be erased. Amen. It, it, they'll grow old remembering that day, yeah. and and, it, and it'll take them through sometimes 
that they that were hard to get through. Why? Because God's good. Right? Those are the things you remember. Wait a second. God helped me through this. He helped me through this. He did this for me. He'll do this for me. Amen? Amen. He's a good God. John 8, verse 31. And Jesus said to those Jews which believed on Him, If you continue in My Word, then you are My disciples indeed. If you continue in your word, you know, a lot of, I know, I know when people first told me to get in the word and it was my mom and other people when I was young, and I thought, well, all I got to do is hear it, you know, just play it around me. And you know, God winked at that for a season. He did. He, he, he actually did some really great things as I, when I was a kid, you know, healed me one time, you know, which I had no idea why he was doing. But you know what? Kids, they're pretty free to receive. Right. Right. You just tell them something. We have to grow up to quit receiving. Because, <laughs> right? you know, like kids, they don't get offended like we do. Yeah. Kid get offended and then they'll say, oh, but he's got the good toys. Okay, I'll go back and play with him. <laughs> yeah, you know, kids, nothing bothers them for very long. Right? right? Adults, they get offended and they got to go through a three-step class to get over it. <laughs> right? Well, you just don't know how it hurt me. It's in there deep. Deep. Well, you need to get it out of deep. Right? Because... That's putting space between you and God. The the things that separate us from God are not the tribulations and the distresses and the the, they're the offenses and the grudges and those are the things that put space between you and God. Amen. Going to one verse and talking about another. God will get us there. Amen. He always does. But if you continue in His Word, in other words, if you continue growing in the truth, if you continue walking in love, if you continue seeing by the Spirit, then you will be His disciple, amen, and, and you'll continue to grow. And you'll. And then it says, it says, and you shall know. Now remember we talked about this word know last week. <clears throat> this word know, same word we talked about last week. It means can speak. It means can speak, understand. In other words, the truth that you understand and can speak will make you free. The truth, and, 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 it's, and it is, it is a godly language. Think about this. People look at us and they say, man, they got a whole different language. They always say the Lord's helping me, and they say praise the Lord all the time, and they, they say, they say we're, we, we're hoping to have, and we believe God, and and we've got our own language. We just got to watch that it doesn't become tradition instead of faith. Amen. But 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 when we speak a language of truth, a language of love, when we when we understand and can speak it, it it's God's language. And He's saying, I don't want you just to call those things that be not as though they were. I want you to understand why you're calling those things that be not as though they were. And that will change your life. Amen? And, and, and it is like understanding another language. Because you're putting it in your heart, and your heart is defining it through the Spirit of God and showing you what it means. Um, and I was talking to the, um, Yelly last week, and we were talking about dog. And I, of course, said it wrong because I'm a hillbilly. Right? <laughs> But when you tell somebody in English that speaks Spanish, 
an English word they translate it in their mind in Spanish and then bring it back out, right? Kind of. Until you learn English good. Yeah. And when God tells us something, He tells us in God. He tells us in Christ. And, And we bring it down, we put it in our heart, and when it's in our heart, then we can bring it back out. Why? Because that's where you understand. You don't understand in your head, you understand in your heart. And, and he said, he said, you'll know, in other words, you'll, you'll speak and understand the truth, and the truth that you understand and speak will make you free. So, so the more truth that we get a hold of, the more truth that we allow to lead our lives, and, and, and the way that the devil tries to attack truth is to get you to believe a lie. And he'll try to get your experience and he'll say, yeah, but you saw this and, but what happened to your mom or what, what, what about this? And, and he'll give you a thousand different experiences that are lies. Because it doesn't matter how many people got healed or received their healing. God said he heals. The end. I don't need another idea i don't need i don't need another opinion i don't need to go to somebody and say well now this is what the word says what do you think it doesn't matter what they think unless they think what the word says they think wrong right but you got people all over the world that that truth will never make free because they'll refuse to let go of their experience to to believe the word and until you choose to believe the word you'll never understand it i mean look at the world today they'll tell you that the Bible contradicts itself over and over again. The Bible does not contradict itself. You just don't understand it. That's just as simple as that. And you know, there's got to be times even as Christians, you got to look at a verse and say, you know, I just know God's good. And if you'll do that, He'll show you that verse. Why? Because you're walking in the truth you know. If you'll walk in the truth you know and understand, He'll get you to other truths. Every time I, somebody came to me in a Bible study and they said, they said, well, look at this verse and look at this verse, and they were trying to prove to me that God wasn't good. They were trying to use Scriptures to prove God wasn't good. And sometimes, you know, I'm pretty young, so first of all, it made me mad sometimes. <laughs> There's no anointing in mad, by the way. <laughs> but what it made me do more so was study. And it made me study because I knew God was good. And I refused to study Him any other way. I would not look for the possibility of Him being wrong. I looked for why we were wrong. Amen? And every time I did that, He would show me the verse. And He would bring it out and give me revelation on it. And I'd be able to go back into Bible study and show them the goodness of God one more time. You know, you show someone over and over again that God's good, they'll start getting a hold of it. They'll start saying, wow, you know, this guy's got something. He's weird, but he's got something. (laughs) And that's okay. I'll be weird if they'll get something. Amen? And it it didn't bother me. It did bother me once or twice. And and I told my mom one time, I said, I said, mom, they just don't like me there. She goes, no, it's not that they don't like you. They just don't know what to do with you. And that, you know what, that was true because most of those people still talk to me and, and come to me to the, today. A lot of those people talk to them still today. And, and we had Bible studies and classes that were from 13 to 80. And same people in the same room. Well, we were all learning the same thing. Why? Because we were all at the same place. 
Because H didn't mean anything. It's where you're at. And everybody needs to know that God's good. And the truth that we knew was setting us free. It was making us free. It wasn't just setting us free. It was making us free. The truth that we know was making us pardoned. It was bringing a pardon about that was enabling us to receive from God on such a level. Because when you're pardoned, there's nothing... You know, one of the words for free was um, exempt from obligation or liability. When God makes you free, He exempts you from liability to sin. Anything that sin brought in to this world or to your life is now exempt because the truth made you free. So from that obligation to sin no longer exists. And it's not that you can't even go back to the past and find it because He pardoned you. He, he, he literally took it and expunged it. It's gone. In other words, they can look through all the books they want and you don't have a past. You don't. They say, "Oh, we don't know what he was like before he got saved because there's no record." Yeah, that's why we got to watch what we tell about our testimony. You know, all, your testimony is not going to help everybody. It might make them think, "Well, we could do that." Right? I had a guy tell me one time. He said, "You know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to live as hard as I can, and then right before I die, I'm going to get saved." I thought, "Boy, that's chancing it." It's also wrong thinking. Amen? Because because walking in this truth is so much better. You know, why go through all the stuff that he's going to have to go through if he chooses that direction? You know, it's kind of like when you're kids and you decide to be cool rather than serve God. I mean, when I was a teenager, I thought, serve God, be cool. I went with be cool. I was stupid. Right? <laughs> it's dumb. Wasted years. Not knowing truth that could have made me free. Wasted years not walking in the redemption that was mine. Wasted years not knowing about the blood of Jesus and the price that was paid for me. Wasted years just thinking, grace is, you know, I'll just make it. Doesn't matter what I do, I'll just make it. Wasted years. Because when I came and, and saw the goodness of God and said, oh Lord, show me more. Why? Because you're so hungry and you actually see it for the first time. You've been saved for 15 years and you're just now seeing God. There's a lot of people like that. Probably a lot of people in this room. I went to church for for years before I saw God. And I didn't even see Him at church. I saw Him at the boys club in Springfield working with kids. That's where you see the goodness of God. Amen? But you'll know the truth, and the truth that you know, the truth that you can speak and understand, that's the truth that makes you free. That's the truth that takes you from here to here. And, and, until, and, and that's the truth that says, no devil, I'm not doing that. I'll not have that. I'm not going there. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to have peace. I'm not going to fear. Amen? It, it's the kind of freedom that won't be put in bondage again. In fact, is it's so free that you can sense when bondage tries to get near you. And see, the, the devil, he'll try to be subtle. He'll, he'll give you some little religious stuff that'll put you back in bondage. Because that's what he wants. He wants you back in bondage. Because, man, you get out there and get free, other people will see you're free, and, and then they'll be all messed up, and the devil's whole game's getting messed up now. 
Why? Because all these free people running around, being made free, receiving the, the gifts of the Spirit, operating in love, doing things that, being healed. Right? Loving one another. Do you know loving one another is, is a gift from God? He told us to do it. That was an empowerment that we could. Because have you ever seen groups of people get together and every one of them love each other? That doesn't happen. But it can here. It can in the body of Christ. Why? Because God's enabled us to. He's enabled us to love on that level. That's a freedom that we have. These are all things that make us free. Why? Because they're things other people don't have. He didn't walk up to a jail cell and let guilty people out. He pardoned them and then let them out. He made them free. Right? He didn't, he didn't open the door and say, go free. He made them free people so the door couldn't hold them anymore. Amen? The, the blood of Jesus, the, the work of the cross, the, the things, the, 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 the Calvary, everything that He did was to free us from the law of sin and death, the things that were going on on this earth. When, when, he, when he eliminated the penalty for sin, you know, that's why we got to get away from condemnation and it's also why we got to get away from spiritual pride. you got two ditches. you, you got two ditches. you got people that don't, that they, they can't figure out why it's happening to them. Well, that's spiritual pride. You're just a human, first of all, and you're going to need God if you're going to have help anywhere, anytime, place. And then you got the other people that will never be worthy enough to receive. You got those, and they're both ditches. And you know what? They both receive the same thing. Nothing. They receive nothing. High-minded, prideful people receive nothing from God. People that are operating in condemnation can receive nothing from God. You know, because I'm just a worm, an old sinner, saved by grace. You were. You doggone right you were. But now you're not. The minute you said that, it updated itself, and now you're saved by grace. You were an old sinner, and now you're saved by grace. And you're, and saved by grace started here. Your past was expunged. There is no past. Now you're in the freedom of God. You're able to move and, and live and have your being in Him. Amen? And, and the things that you operate and do now are through Him. And, and when you get excited about the things that He's got going on in the earth, you, you run and you tell people about your freedom. And they see this freedom and they desire to have it. But it comes through the goodness of God. You can't keep your religious ideas and have the freedom that God, that Jesus bought and paid for. You'll only have the freedom to go to heaven one day while you live in a hellish place right now. Amen? Because the freedom that God affords you will get you through tribulation. Remember what Jesus said? He said, in the world, there's going to be tribulation. But fear not. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Amen? When when they talk about distresses, He even talked about that in the Old Testament. In Psalm 107, before, uh, before 20, it says, they called to Him in their trouble, and He saved them from their distresses. These things can't separate us from God. These things can't put, put distance between us and God. Because we're free to stay close to Him. We're free 
to stay in that love, to walk in that love, to operate in that love, to operate the way He desires us to operate, to do the things that He's called us to do, to be the people He's called us to be. It's a worthy call. Amen? And we should all be worthy of that call. How do you be worthy? Walk in that freedom. Continue in that freedom. Every day, refuse not to be free. Because the devil's going to try to get you to bind yourself. Amen? You might wake up and your little toe hurts. Wow, wonder what that is. That's the devil's attempt to unfree you. Right? He starts with your little toe. And he says, you know, that's kind of in my knee too. Wait, wait, it's my whole leg. And the next thing you know, you're talking about sickness more than you're talking about the stripes on Jesus' back. And there's still only one truth. And that's by whose stripes we were healed. Amen? We can't change that to even present tense. That's past tense, a done work. A done work means you're free from it. Amen? But we got to walk in that freedom. We've got, we got to operate in that freedom. What verse are we on? 32. We're still there? Man, we, we're not getting very far. That's all right. This is what we're having. This is dinner. That's what my mom always said. I said, what's that? And she has dinner. I'm like, hmm. She was a horrible cook. Mm-mm-mm. She was. I love her, man. She was a great mom. Horrible cook. Whew. Man, oh man. My dad even laughed at some of the things she made. He was an awesome cook on the other end. Glory to God. Awesome lady. Awesome man. Glory to God. You'll know the truth. The truth that we know, that's what makes us free. When we live a life of victory, it's going to be through the truth that we know. We are designed to walk in victory. We're designed to walk in health. We're designed to walk in the goodness of God. And, and it's going to be through what we know. It's going to be what we understand. Not just, you know, and people say, well, I've got that verse. Do you got it or do you got it? Amen? Is it just something you read or is it something your heart grabbed hold of and said, man, that's mine? Wait a second, that's true. Because when you do, healing begins to happen in you. Amen? Why? Because you, you lose all sense of bondage and you begin to walk in that freedom. And when you walk fully in that freedom, you begin to receive according to that freedom. Amen? Jesus said, Jesus said go down to verse uh, 43, because he's talking to people and, and they're not understanding what he's saying. He says, why do you not understand my speech? And that word, understand my speech, is the same word for no. Yeah, same word. So what's he saying? He said, why don't you speak my language? Because you can't hear my words. The reason you don't speak my language because you don't hear my words. You ever notice when you're trying to talk to somebody that speaks a different language that doesn't speak yours at all, you'll talk loud? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. i just trying to get you to understand. Then you'll, then you'll add things on it. Understandio. <laughs> That's not going to help because you just made up a word that they can understand even less. <laughs> Yell as loud as you want. It's not going to help. Right? So it won't, if you don't understand God and you're yelling untruths, you can't make somebody hear those. On the flip side of that, you can yell truth as loud as you want. And if somebody doesn't want to hear you, they'll never hear you. And they'll never understand you. 
And I, I remember listening to a show one time, and they were talking about Proverbs, and they were talking about the verse that says, train up a child in the way that you should go. This was a Christian show, by the way. And the guy said, well, obviously that's just a good idea because we know people who've trained up their child in the way that they should go, and they didn't do it. So we know, now this, is, <laughs> this is what they said. So basically because they knew, they experienced this, God's words, no, not, not God's word. See, we can't do that. Amen? Because if you'll believe that word, then it doesn't matter what your child looks like. If you'll stay on that, I know my mom had to because her child didn't look like that. <laughs> and I know she stayed on that word. Yeah. Glory to God. Came came to pass, didn't it? Didn't come true. It came to pass. It was always true. Yeah. Right. Amen? Amen? We cannot substitute truth for, for, for a lack of experience, if you will, but it's the, for your own experience. Right. Because when we try to when we try to take what we're going through and find a verse to match it, the devil will make sure you find one, right? <laughs> right? Because I know I know lots of people they they go to Job. Though he slay me, Job. You know what? I can honor Job for that because Job was going for something, and Job said, "Though he slay me, I'll still serve him." And then people say, "I'm just like Job." You ain't a thing like Job. Job didn't have the Holy Spirit. He didn't know Jesus. You ain't nothing like Job. <laughs> and if you're experiencing something like Job, you're doing it on your own. <laughs> People don't always like that. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Look at 1 Corinthians 2. I think it's verse 10. Uh, no, let's go up higher. Go to 8-ish. Okay, 9. Well, I knew we were going to get there. Let's go right in the middle. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love Him. And then people stop right there. Well, you just can't know what God's going to do. Right? They pull that verse right out of there. You'll just never know what God's going to do. And so they'll never be more free than that right there. Right? Because that won't free you. You'll say, I can't see or even hear what He's going to... You know, I, I can't hear from God. I can't see what He's got going because it says right there, but I love him. Right? And they stop right there. And then the next verse, they'll keep it. But God, what? If they just go on. I remember when, when I first learned about, uh, started looking at that verse that in this world there will be tribulation. People saw that's all they quoted that whole verse. In this world there will be, I know you're going through trouble. It says in this world there will be trouble. And then I found out it said, but be of good cheer. Right? Well, isn't it so much better to hear the whole thing? Isn't it so much better to know that because we have the Spirit of God in us that searches the things of God? Amen? It says He'll reveal the things that eye hasn't seen. He'll reveal the things that ear hasn't heard to His people. Why? Because they got my Spirit in them. 
They can know what I know. They can see what I see. They can hear what I say. They can understand what I'm doing. We don't have to be in the dark. These things are the things that the devil tries to do to bind us and put us in a corner where we're ineffective. We'll be completely ineffective if we continue to just write these things off and look at them and say, well, there we go. I now understand why I don't understand. I understand why I don't understand. Now I know I'll never understand. But God reveals them all to us by His Spirit. Keep going in the next verse. For what man knoweth the things of man save the spirit of man which is in him? In other words, you can't know me. I could, I could think things you don't even know I think. And so, you know, people think, well, nobody thinks the odd things I think. People all over the world thinking odd things all the time. The devil's trying to get you to think odd things. Right? He can't keep doing that. You're free to tell him no. Do you know that we're free to tell the devil to go? Yeah, have your freedom with that, all you want. That's right. Tell him to go, tell him he's a loser, talk mean to him. God doesn't even care. You can be as mean as you get Get all your meanness out on the devil. Right? It's a good place to get your meanness out. For what man knows the things of man save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. What did he say? He said, I'm going to reveal myself to you through my spirit that he put in you. Next verse. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God. So when He begins to reveal things, who's going to understand Him? Me and you. Why? Because we have the Spirit of God. We have the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen? That Spirit, and we, we, that we might know what things that are freely given to us. What things... That word freely, what's that mean? I wrote that down somewhere. It was good. You'll like it. Let me find it. Freely. It's in here. I got it. Don't worry. It's in my notes. Because these all, these all mean, these all have big meanings. It means the things that he frankly forgive, forgave us to have. In other words, he, you know the, the parable where he's talking about the, one, one, the, the creditor, one owed him 500 and one owed him 50. And he said, neither had the money to pay. So he frankly forgave them. Same word. He freely forgave them. He pardoned them. Again, he took it away from their record. So, and then he said, which one will love him most? And, and the guy said, the one that he forgave the most. And he said, you've judged correctly. He didn't, he didn't say your answer's right. He said, you, you judged right. He just didn't know which one, who, which one was that. They both could have went to, to prison for not being able to pay, right? They both, they both had no money. So which one was forgiven the most? The one that was forgiven the most. <laughs> not, the, the most not the highest dollar amount. The one that took that forgiveness to heart. The one that valued that forgiveness the most. Amen? That's the one that was forgiven the most. And, and that's, that's, what he's, that's the same word, freely. The one that he freely forgave. We'll get off on that and I'll go on a whole other message. The one that he freely forgave. And, and so he wants us to know by his spirit the things that he freely gave, that he forgave us to have. 
the things that He forgave you and me so that we could have, He pardoned us, He, uh, he granted us favor so that we could have those things. Glory to God. In other words, He so desired us to, to indulge in the goodness that He has that he, he made every way possible for us to get to it. He didn't leave anything back. He gave us favor. He, he, he forgave us. He took everything out of the way that would keep us from being free and said, now be free. Now go out and live this. Now go out and do this. Amen? And these are the things. And, and he, said, he said, then I'll reveal myself. And what's he revealing? If it's him, he's revealing love. He's revealing goodness. He's revealing kindness. He's, he's only good. So if he starts revealing himself to you, you're going to start smiling. Right? Because he's not going to reveal something ugly because there ain't no ugly. He's beautiful. Amen? And everything about him is beautiful. Everything he gives is beautiful. And it makes us free. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, we'll go one more place. And if we go to another verse sometime, we'll do it at a different date. Look at Romans 8. You know, another place where. It says we were set free. Is Jesus when he was talking when he came down off the mountain? He said, "He said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me." And the last thing he said, he said, "I came to set at liberty, make free those who've been bruised." And that word "bruised" means crushed. Those that were crushed under sin, under condemnation, under the things of this earth, I came to set them free. Amen. So it doesn't matter what position you're in, where, where you've been, how bad you think you are, how good you think you are, neither one of those matter. You, you had the same amount of sin that it took to go to hell that everyone else had. Amen? You know that, that old song that we sang, I, I owed a debt I could not pay, he paid a debt I did not owe, he did not owe. Or is it backwards? Yeah, he paid a debt he did not owe, I owed a debt I could not pay, I needed someone to take my sin away. And now I sing Amazing Grace. Right? Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. Glory to God. Whew. Where did I say go? Romans 8. Romans 8 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, that same law, that Spirit, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that same Spirit that reveals God to you, that same Spirit has made us free from the law of sin and death. What's it done? It has pardoned you. It has exempted you from obligation or liability to sin. So when the devil says, oh, but what about this? You say, I'm exempt. Yeah, that's right. right? But you've got to pay for that. No, I'm exempt. Look, look at the record, devil. Oh, there isn't one? Exactly. <laughs> there is no record anymore. Right. We, we, we are off the record. Right. And, and we have been made free from the law of sin and death. In other words, we don't have to operate. Now, you can still operate within it. I've, I've operated within it, right? Yeah. right? You guys probably have too. Right. Let's stop that. Yeah. We've been made free. In other words, we have the ability to not do that. We have the ability to operate at a higher level. We have the ability to not walk in condemnation. You know, later he says, who can, con- who condemns? Is it Jesus? He's on your side. He's taking your part. If God be for you, who can be against you? 
Who's the judge? God? Well, He's, he's for you. So you can't lose. Your freedom is bought and paid for. Our, our freedom is, is, is here to walk in. We, we just have to take the time to step it out. And when we see something contrary to that freedom, refuse to be bound. Sickness is binding. Symptoms are not sickness. When we are sick is when we say, I'm sick. Don't ever, you know, somebody says, I'm tired, I'm sick and tired, and I'm sick, and I'm just going to say it. Well, yes, you are now. You can have every symptom in the world, never do you need to say you're sick. Why? Because you're the healed. You may be the healed overcoming and getting your freedom from, from symptoms, but you're the healed. Amen? You're, you're the one that's overcoming and coming out. This is who you are. Amen? Now, don't get me wrong. Sometime you're gonna, somebody, somebody's going to see heaven. They're going to say, heaven, this, not heaven. Right? Can't blame them. I'll guarantee you that's what my mom saw. I, I said, Mom, where are you at? And she said, I'm walking the streets. I turned around and said, she ain't coming back. Right? She was young. Way too young to go. She already seen the streets. I knew she lived her whole life to go there. She was gone. But we got stuff to do here. And we're free to do it. We're free to do whatever God's called us to do. We're free to have whatever God's given us. We're free to, to walk in the goodness and the mercy of God. We're free to operate in the goodness and the love of God and to let that love operate through us. And when we do that, we become effective in the earth. We become somebody that people look at and say, what's wrong with them? Why? What, what's wrong with us? Oh, that's right. We're not operating in loss. We're not operating in, we're operating in goodness and we're happy and, and we're, we're messed up. We're the best kind of messed up you can ever get. Amen? Amen? And they'll say, well, don't go near them. They're messed up. You want to go real close to us and catch it. Yeah, Amen? You want to catch our messed up because it's the best kind of messed up there is. It's freedom. We don't have to fear what's going on in the earth today. Why? Because God's for us. We don't have to, we don't have to watch the news and get mad. Why? Because we know we're overcoming. We're more than conquerors. It doesn't matter what tries to come between us and God. It's not going to happen. We're leaving no space between us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. And if we'll stand firm in the faith, where it's like, what's the saying in Galatians? It says, don't become entangled in bondage again. Stand in, in the freedom, in the freedom. Stand in the liberty. What is that? Galatians 5.1? I thought I had it, but they can put it on the board if I don't. That's the verse we're going to end with. Right? Galatians 5.1? See if that's right. Yeah. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, the freedom. The freedom wherewith Christ hath made us free. The liberty. Stand fast in the liberty that He used to make you free. And don't be entangled by that yoke. How does the devil try to get you entangled? He'll try to get you to see something that you disagree with or, or get you offended at the church or you don't understand why Brother Moore did this or what, why did Dave say that or why did those people have that group. And he'll, he'll try to find a thousand ways to get you to be entangled in the things of the earth again. Or he'll say, well, you got to do this. You know, that, if there's anything in... Faith circles that I hear over and over again is what didn't I do? 
that's a horrible question. I mean, <laughs> you, you just said what you didn't do when you asked the question. We, we don't need to ask that question. Right? It's not a question of what you didn't do. Because you're not getting something from God because of what you did do. You're getting something. You're free because of what Jesus did, not because of what you did. Amen? So don't look in faith and say, what do I need to do? You need to believe in the finished work of Christ. That's what I need to do. Amen? And we got a full-time job doing that. Amen? And if we do it right... We'll be effective for the kingdom of God. Every day that we walk out of our house, the devil say, oh no, he's up again and he's free. He's out of bed again and my goodness, he's more free today than he was yesterday. What in the world is he going to receive today? There's just no telling what he'll say. You doggone right there ain't. It's going to be what God said though. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Man, we serve a good God. I like him. I love him and I like him. And I love His Word. So thankful. So thankful. Glory to God. You got a song, man? My chains are